Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. This is the Life Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Jan Jaffe, and I'm your host. Today, we're discussing forgiveness, and I'm delighted to be joined by my brilliant team, Sharissa Sebastian and Susan Gonzalez. Today's show is entitled, The Process of Forgiveness. Welcome to Think Tank. A little about myself, I enjoyed a successful international career as an opera and concert singer and voice and master class teacher that was prematurely derailed by two traumatic brain injuries and a lengthy recovery that completely altered my life. I earned my bachelor's and master's degrees from Northwestern University. I'm a credentialed certified life leadership, well-being, and career performance coach and the owner of Forward to Success. I'm dedicated to helping professionals and performing artists, especially opera singers, realize and manifest their highest potential in every aspect of their lives and careers. For more information, please feel free to contact me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. In this episode of Think Tank, we're discussing forgiveness. What exactly is forgiveness? Why is it so important? How does it affect us? What, if any, are the benefits and to whom? And how do we know we've truly forgiven? We plan to answer those questions and more on our show today. Sharissa Sebastian, please tell our listening audience a little about yourself. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jan. I'm Sharissa Sebastian, and I'm a life and leadership coach for women and a speaker and a writer and co-owner of Stop, Smile, Breathe Women's Retreats. My passion is helping women break free from being stuck, overwhelmed, and stressed to live a life of passion, purpose, joy, and fulfillment. And my focus is in the area of career clarity, advancement, and transition, as well as life balance. Thanks, Jan. Thank you, Sharissa. Susan Gonzalez, please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Susan Gonzalez, and I am a success coach, an author, and a public speaker, and I help people create their own destinies and make their mark in life, and I help them energize and motivate themselves so they can get out of their own way and tap into their unlimited power and talent. Um, I also have a live Make It Your Mark training that is offered three times a year uh, here in San Antonio, Texas. And um, and I do coaching and, and private speaking services as well. Thank you, Susan. And you had a book signing yesterday, which is very exciting. Um, and I encourage <laughs> yes, I everybody Yay. to yes, everybody to order your book. It's on Amazon. It's available as a Kindle book and uh, I I guess. Uh, it, an ebook uh, to to be delivered, right? And um, it's also a hard copy, so you have many ways to acquire this book, and I I highly highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Thanks, Susan. Jan. So um, we hear a lot about forgiveness these days in workshops, 
seminars, books, online information, self-help gurus, places of worship, self-improvement and personal transformation work, and social media. The concept or idea of forgiveness has worked its way out of religion and is entering into mainstream consciousness. It's been defined as the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense, lets go of negative emotions such as vengefulness with an increased ability to wish the offender well. Ha! Okay, but what exactly does this mean? How does one put that into practice? Does this mean that we just look the other way when people walk all over us? If our spouse or significant other cheats on us, do we just forgive and then trust them? If someone physically or emotionally or or psychologically abuses us, how does forgiveness enter into the equation? I know that's a lot of questions. So, uh, Susan, what does forgiveness mean? For me, uh, Jan, forgiveness is just a place that you can get to so that you can make space for new things to occur. Um, And how I describe it is it's how to forgive when you can't forget. Because when you can't forget something, it's it's taking up space in your brain, it's taking emotional space, and it still has a a tremendous impact on you. And when you can get to that place of forgiveness, it allows you to free up the power that the event has over you still. And it allows you to create an opportunity for new space, new things to take over some of that space in your brain. So it's not that it didn't happen. It still becomes part of who you are, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a part of who you become. Mm, I love that. So it really, I love what you said that it, it, um, frees up space, Um, you know, it's an opportunity to to free up space, but it also allows you to become uh, who you are as opposed to holding you back. And that, you know, especially when you can't forget, um, I I just, it's just wonderful. I love that. So um, what about you, Sharissa? I'm curious as to how you feel about uh, the meaning of forgiveness. Sure. Well, Susan, I love what you just said, and I think that's that's so true too. Because when you think about it in terms of energy, like it really absorbs so much of our energy and focus that it doesn't allow us, like you said, to make space for us to focus on the things that are really important. So it drains us and, and kind of sucks the life out of us to a point. Um, so one of the um, the other things that I think of when I think of forgiveness is something that I that I read, and that is that. The word forgiveness, um, like translated from the Greek um, in the Bible, literally means to let go. And so that's really a a definition that also resonates for me, that forgiveness means the ability to really let go of whatever it is that may have been holding you back. Maybe uh, a decision that you made or a person that you need to forgive or whatever the case is, but to be able to let that go. And like Susan said, then which then enables you to create that space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you said, the letting go, because holding on to, um, I hate to say to a grudge, but a negative energy can keep us in such a a bad energy space. 
and can actually affect us and keep our, our thoughts on a, almost in um, a loop of, of this pain that we either feel has been directed against us. It can also bring us down and make us feel that we're responsible somehow for this whatever we, that we need to forgive. So um, it, it definitely, as you said, Charissa, it definitely uh, affects our energy, and it's this letting go of this feeling towards someone. I know personally my, when I had a real aha moment when um, something had happened, and I actually i am not comfortable with anger, and I was angry at someone who had really done something um, that it was a betrayal of trust. And uh, it was eating away at me personally so much. And when I finally um, was able to just let it go and forgive, and it didn't change what had happened. It didn't change the situation. It didn't change my trust for this person. But it was an incredible relief to that I was able, you know, it, I allowed myself. It was this sort of permission to just let go of my part in it, uh, which was just forgiving this other person. And it was, as you said, it was just a release of this energy. And it was so, it was so healing to me. So, uh, and it was my first awareness and true understanding of what forgiveness actually is. It doesn't change what happened, but it just is an incredible release to the forgiver. So um, I'm curious to know, um, you know, how you know how we can put that into practice. You know, what is what are some practical ways that we can get go about doing this? Because it's not an easy thing, especially if there's something huge. <laughs> I mean, people forgive. Uh, there's something on. Um, Oh gosh, what's it called? StoryCorps. I don't know if if you or our listeners have heard about StoryCorps. It's it's a, a wonderful uh, app in which you tell you, you interview someone, and it's uh, and these these stories, short vignettes, and um, these stories actually uh, you can send them to be uh, recorded or or stored in the Library of Congress. And there's one that I listened to. It was a woman interviewing the murderer of her son, and um, and um, it it was it was amazing because they have developed. She forgave him, and they have developed a very close relationship. He's out of jail, and he now lives next door to her, and she's almost adopted him as her own son. So this was. This is an incredible story of forgiveness, but it healed the both of them. It didn't change the fact that her son is gone and that this this boy, when he was a boy, was responsible for the death of her son, but it was an incredible story of forgiveness. So everything in life hopefully is not as dramatic or as large as that when it comes to forgiveness, but there, you know, many of us do face and will face big things in our lives, betrayals of one sort or another that, you know, can use some uh, forgiveness to be put into practice. So I'm wondering 
what suggestions you might have for our listeners about how to go about doing that. So um, I don't know, Sharissa or Sebastian, who, Sharissa or Sebastian, <laughs> Sharissa, Sebastian, or Sharissa Susan Gonzalez. <laughs> Susan, I'll call you Sebastian. <laughs> There's so okay. many names, so many names that begin with S uh, on the show between the two of you. So uh, either Susan or Sharissa, whoever wants to go first, with how we might put that into practice. Sure. So one of the things that has worked really well for me is to be aware of our internal dialogue, because I think sometimes you know we may intellectually think that we you know oh yeah you know I've forgiven that whatever it's over it's in the past I'm moving on. But sometimes these, these thoughts and this internal dialogue that goes on in our minds says otherwise. You know, it, it gives us an indication that, no, we haven't really been able to truly move on. So, you know, what are you saying to yourself? So write down some of the things that, that come to you without judgment, of course, because, of course, as you move through forgiveness, it is a process. It's not something, it's not a switch, uh, you know, that you can just turn on and off. And so you definitely don't want to get into that space of, judging yourself because logically you think you should just be able to forgive and move on but just notice what what comes up for you and to be able to write those down and be really aware in those moments of what are you telling yourself are you being self-critical are you being critical maybe to the other person and um you know so someone may have said horrible things to you and it could have been even a long time ago um, but it, it is possible for you to be able to you know really reflect on that and have a different frame of mind, but it all starts with that awareness of where am I in this moment? Where am I in this whole process of forgiveness? And then the other thing for me that that is really important is thinking about it in terms of moving from grace into, sorry, from forgiveness into more of compassion and grace for other people as human beings. Because one of the things that has helped me move to forgiveness is thinking about myself and how many times that I've been, you know, in that position where I maybe didn't do what I think I should have done um, in a in a moment, or maybe I need forgiveness for something that that I did, and thinking about the you know the compassion even just from from a spiritual perspective, the compassion and grace that God you know gives to me because of all the stuff that I've, and then looking at the other person in terms of they're just human. Yes, they may not have they may have been intentional in their behavior, or they may not have. We don't know. But to be able to look at it through the lens of compassion and grace so that it gives us more of a sense of peace. Like they're human just like we are, just the same way that we need grace and forgiveness, even for ourselves personally, they also, you know, deserve the same level of grace and forgiveness. And and I love what you just shared, Jan, about that story. And I've read, you know, I've read and listened to, um, I think it was that the lady, I don't remember her name, um, on the radio as well. They were interviewed on the radio with uh, the what you were just talking about, the story of, I think her son was um, killed in a car accident. Is that, I don't know if it's, it's the same story. You know, I don't remember that. Okay. I don't remember, yeah. Right, but I mean, that's an extreme example of somebody who mm-hmm. took the life of a, you know, of a child and she was able to move through that process. And it's definitely not easy. And we all go through this at varying degrees. Um, but sometimes, and I know this from personal experience, um, I can easily tend to make a big deal out of a situation because I keep replaying it in my mind. And the more mm-hmm. I do that, the bigger it becomes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. being able to move through that um, really, you know, can, can help us. And then there's three, three questions that I think also can be helpful. One is what action can I take to resolve this pain? So it could be maybe even, I know as difficult as this is, it may be picking up the phone or talking to someone and asking for forgiveness if that's the case, if that's the situation or 
sharing with somebody that what they that they actions um, you know not judging them but the fact that their actions um, hurt you and they may or not be may or may not be aware of it and then the second question is if you were successful and that you were able to to do this action whatever it is how would you feel how would that make you feel if you were able to do that and then the third one is does the feeling you will you'll have match the feeling that you want to have in those in that situation mm. Wow, that's, I mean, I, I love that. That's, I mean, first of all, you mentioned awareness, and that is, that is huge um, because sometimes we see things only through our own filter. And as you mentioned, you know, looking at it, you know, from a, a broader perspective and trying to see you know, what the other person may have been feeling or what might have been motivating them. And, again, it doesn't forgive what they've done. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. forgive. It doesn't, it doesn't, you don't forget what they've done. But in the forgiving, it is that letting go because letting go of it, holding on to it, as you said, we can just ruminate and ruminate and ruminate. on, And, and sometimes we do get caught in that loop, and it, it's not healthy for us. So um, the the awareness getting out of that circle of thought and trying to see more about you know understand more of what they may have been feeling can help us get get closer to a place of forgiveness and as you said moving grace into p- compassion is huge and also um, I love the actions the the three steps that you mentioned because and especially that that third you know the 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 well about if if you know if if i were successful with step number one about what actions can i take to resolve this pain and if i call them um what questions might i ask or what you know and uh, ask or speak with them about and if i'm successful how how would i feel and and the third one you mentioned about the how the feelings uh, i'm trying to remember how did you exactly how did you state that about this third step? So the third one is, does the feeling you will have match the feeling that you want to have? Exactly, exactly. And those are really, really helpful to get. I mean, I, I love that. I've never heard it stated that way. And so that's a really practical method for getting, you know, to that place if you are unable if you find it really challenging, <clears throat> excuse me, to get to that place of forgiveness, of letting go, which again is not about serving anyone but yourself, the forgiver at this point. That's what forgiveness is really about. It serves the forgiver first. It's a relief because if we're holding on to this this negative feeling, this pain, it it doesn't it definitely it hurts us again if we've been t- betrayed or hurt holding on to this just continues that that cycle of pain against ourselves so the first step of getting rid of that um the the slight or worse is to forgive it actually serves the person who has been hurt is to forgive the other person and um it again it doesn't erase what happened it doesn't you don't forget it doesn't mean you're going to now be best buddies with that person you may decide i ha- can't have anything further to do with that person but as long as we hang on to the p- pain and we haven't forgiven we're still being hurt by the actions 
that have precipitated this need, you know, for the other person to be forgiven. So um, I, I love the steps that, that you mentioned. It's great. What about you, Susan? I'm curious as to how you feel um, or if you have anything to add to this about how one actually puts, you know, forgiveness into practice, how, what actions or how one would go about doing that. Um, yeah, because it it happens to all of us, doesn't it? It's such a universal thing that occurs that everyone has it. And I think that's why it's so important to people, and it, it's such a hot topic to talk about, is because it does impact all of us. Um, but very closely related to what Sharissa just shared and, and the strength of those three steps, um, and what you just stated too, Jan, is that this is all about you. It really doesn't have anything to do with the other person, period. Because no matter what the act is or the word is that you found offensive or egregious or hurtful, um, this is about how it impacted you. And so the only control you have is over yourself. And this is where the power of choice comes in. Mm. And why we were saying, and, and I heard you guys saying it too, is this isn't a judgment. You know, You have to be ready to do this. And so that's the first thing to know is check your readiness factor because it's a choice you're going to make. You have to choose to be ready to do it. And sometimes to get yourself in that readiness place, you have to remember that it just is what it is. This is what happened, and you can't change it. It already happened, so it can't be taken back. It can't, it can't technically, the act can't be made better. But from this point forward, you're at a place of choice. So what do you want to happen from this point forward? And that gives you to a place of action then. Now, the second part to that is, and I think this is a, a really key to it, is think about a time when someone has said something to you that you found so offensive and hurtful, and you probably had this sort of reaction was, how dare you? <laughs> and I'm like, ow, wow, well, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black or something like that? Your button just got pushed, and we've all had it. Well, your button is so tied to the story you tell about yourself. So you're so mad at that other person because they've just crossed your value line or, you know, mm. they've committed an unforgivable act. Well, what is it about you that made that so important? Mm. And a lot of times it's our mirror. So that button that gets pushed is highly emotionally charged, and it's usually attached to something that we feel is lacking in ourselves. So they just pushed a I'm not good enough button, and it ah. triggers that mm. emotional response. And there comes blame. And blame can be so easily transferred onto the other person. Now, I'm not saying that other person isn't blameless at all, because sometimes people people do have evil intent sometimes, and we need to be aware of that. So I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about the normal every every day-to-day person who usually has really good intention. And you know what? Sometimes they just say hurtful things. Maybe they're not even thinking about it. Maybe they're hurting themselves. But whatever reason, it lands on you and it pushes your button. That's where you have the most control. You can let go of that button. You can unstick it, take your finger off of it, and let it quit being pushed and free yourself up from having that kind of reaction to it. And that's where that big letting go, the true definition of, of forgiveness. Let that feeling go so that you can move your place, move yourself to a place of choice. And 
to add to that then is when you do that, if you can try to put yourself in the other person's shoes a little bit, try to see their perspective, it gives you a glimpse of their intent. Mm. Why are they why would someone say something mean or hurtful? I mean seriously. Why would someone intentionally come up to you and say something mean or hurtful or do something mean and hurtful? So let's try to figure that out because that's the key. <laughs> why did you do that? And sometimes that's the best question to ask. I'm sorry, why did you just say that to me? Oh. It seems so mean. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be mean. You just keep doing this to me or they'll tell you. And it just it takes it to such an easy, simple place of in the moment, get this clear this clutter out, uh, get to a place of common ground and then move on. Instead of having to hold on to anger and upset for two weeks while you try to figure out what to do and then you go in to try to forgive them and it could be just taken care of in the moment that's brilliant (laughs) that is brilliant you know because it's true i mean there we're talking about you know we mentioned some very extreme examples but as you mentioned there's a lot of these daily sort of slights or things that we feel like we have to forgive, you know, that that need to be forgiven or that we, we feel that we have to forgive. And sometimes it is about our own buttons, our own I'm not good enough buttons being pushed. I love that you mentioned that. You also, you know, you talked about the readiness factor and also um, empathy, putting ourselves, it's not compassion, it's empathy, putting ourselves in someone else's shoes, which is really challenging for a lot of people so that we can understand their intent Sometimes people are just plain clueless. They really are unaware of, you know, how how they're coming across. So sometimes, you know, it, and it it's it's a good mirror to show to them with a question like what what you just posed. Why did you just say this to me? What do you mean by this? Or why did you just say this? Sometimes people are not even aware, or you may be shining light on the fact that you are aware of, you know, the fact that maybe, you know, that their intent is not of the nicest, but that's a really good way to point it out and deal with it in the moment. Another thing about, um, I think, one of the challenges of forgiveness is that sometimes we hold on to um, not wanting to forgive because, there's that that feeling when we've been wronged or if we've been wronged often by somebody and it might be somebody in our lives a family member perhaps that we can't just walk away from or it's not as easy but we you know we have this feeling well he or she doesn't deserve to be forgiven right so um sometimes holding on to that grudge or holding on to that anger or holding on to that negative feeling we have can serve us in some way. We may feel that this person does not deserve to be forgiven. So that is another thing that, you know, through this awareness that Sharissa brought up and also this empathy that you brought up, Susan, that, you know, these are also ways of us examining uh, why we're staying in this place of, you know, because we often keep this in our mind going round and round and round about, you know, we have been wronged by someone. So understanding how this may be serving us and perhaps why letting go of it is so challenging for us. 
So I, you know, Jane, I, when you were talking about, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, please, go on. When you were just talking about that um, deserving, you don't deserve it. It <laughs> makes me think of repeat offenders because sometimes we do have those mm. people that are like, "Ow, again, really? We've talked and talked about this," or you know, maybe they are so clueless, or maybe they have so much going on, um, mm. you know, that they are lashing out at others because that can happen too. You know, there's all the different reasons and things for it. But I think somewhere a line is, gets drawn sometimes in the sand by people that that's it. No, no more from you. Or maybe the reason why they don't deserve it anymore is the person has rationalized the behavior away so often. And sometimes people think they they mistake forgiveness as a complete washing away. It erases it. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. The events still happen. The mm-hmm. Um, misdeed or act or whatever it was is still there. It doesn't wash it away. It clears it out of your day to day so you have room for other things, but it doesn't completely wash it away. But it does wash it down the river a little bit. So it it moves it beyond how much time and effort you're going to put into it anymore. And again, takes you to that place of choice. So it's not a rationalization and you rationalize, rationalize bad behavior away um, because you're so you've swung the swung the pendulum too far over into intent. You know, repeat offenders are repeat offenders, and mm-hmm. it does hurt. So you do have to take care of yourself. There is a certain point where you say, "Okay, enough is enough." Whether the person deserves to be forgiven or not, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exactly sure because as a coach, I try not to go into that realm. Mm. Um, but I do think that's where you come to a place of choice. And it's, again, this is not about them, what they deserve and what they're due. This is about you. What do you deserve and what are you due, and and what's right for you to do? So in that case, it's draw the line. Enough is enough now. So that mm-hmm. kind of behavior is not acceptable to you anymore. And you don't have to even put any more energy into it than that. We're done. Mm-hmm. That behavior and I are done. No matter what the relationship is, there does come that point where don't you don't buy into the story that it's okay to treat people that way anymore. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I love the way you put that. And, um, again, forgiveness is is about the forgiver. It's a gift you give yourself. You're not necessarily forgiving, you know, you're not forgetting the act. And you're not, it, it doesn't mean that you're going to continue a relationship with that person. It's just you're letting go of this negative energy that you have. You're basically just letting this go. You're putting it behind you. You're just saying, okay, you know, basically I am letting this this go. Um, I, I've I forgive the um, this transgression, but it doesn't mean that you're going to continue uh, or or um, let go of your judgment when it comes or your discernment. Let's put it that way: your judgment mm-hmm. and discernment about what relationships you choose to continue. And this actually gets us into our you know the the second topic on this subject of forgiveness. Um, because we did a show previously on toxic relationships. So um, in order to move on from a toxic relationship, 
it really is necessary to to forgive what went on because otherwise you're still going to stay in that energy and in that zone but it doesn't mean that you stay there and allow yourself to be abused no you're just letting it all go you're putting it behind you and moving on and even you know you just if someone has done this over and over that's a decision that one makes about okay this is not a person that i choose to continue to have a relationship with or a, or or i will just have the most superficial of relationships but i am letting all of this go which is what forgiveness is about um um right now i'm going to take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor here on Life Coach Radio Networks. We're proud here on our network to have as our sponsor Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. It offers customers a new way to enhance and enrich their lives every day. Audible is the preeminent provider of spoken word audio products that includes more than 100,000 audio programs from more than 1,800 content providers. Receive a free audiobook with your 30-day trial when you sign up with Audible today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Now, here are some Audible books related to today's topic. The Wisdom of Forgiveness, Intimate Conversations and Journeys by His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Victor Chen. Letting Go and Becoming, Talks in Spirituality and Modern Life, written and narrated by Marianne Williamson. The Sunflower on the Possibilities and Limits of Forgiveness by Simon Wiesenthal, and Forgiveness and Loving the Inner Child, written and narrated by Louise L. Hay. So don't forget to sign up for a one-month free trial to get your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Audible.com, making listening a tool for life. And now back to our show. So, okay, we now have a better idea of just what this concept of forgiveness is. And as I mentioned, we recently did a show on toxic relationships. And uh, we shed light on the fact that forgiveness can also be used as a foil for criticism. Now, I think we've all heard someone or even ourselves say, I'm sorry, but or I'm sorry to say this, but, or forgive me for saying this, but. You know, people used to say no offensement, but, and then go on to say something critical. It's almost as though one is using a disclaimer in order to request pre-forgiveness and to help the perpetrator feel better about themselves. This is obviously not the forgiveness we're referring to in today's discussion, but it does highlight the innate um, awareness of the importance of being forgiven. And it also begs the question, why is forgiveness so important? What is all the hoopla surrounding this? Who really benefits? And what if the person we need to forgive is ourselves? So, Sharissa, I'm curious um, what you think about um, all of this, why it's forgiveness, and what if 
the person we need to forgive is ourselves. Yeah, that is such a, a big topic for us, just, you know, to be able to deal with our own internal forgiveness. And I think the big, big reason, or one of the big reasons that this is so important is that there is so much freedom in forgiveness. Like you ladies already put this so well in terms of being able to really be free from those negative emotions and all of those things that get trapped in this forgiveness, like the anger and the frustration and all of these things that tend to surface over time or bubble up, even though we think we may have forgiven ourselves or forgiven other people in our past. And being able to forgive, like you both mentioned so well, it doesn't mean that you forget. Um, but it does mean that you stop playing that same loop and reliving the experiences and those negative emotions associated with the situation or the person, even if that person is yourself. And it's really going to release you from being trapped in that cycle and give you more energy to focus on the things that are really important to you, like we mentioned earlier. After all, you can't go back and change the past, and the past no longer has any control over you unless you give it control. And by holding on to any kind of anger or resentment, from the past, you are relinquishing your control and your power and really giving into those emotions versus, you know, intentionally working on really doing some of the things that we already talked about and moving more into the space of forgiveness, which again, is going to give you that ultimate freedom and, you know, kind of like unlock those, um, those shackles. So again, it doesn't mean that you trust the person again, or that you condone the behavior. Cause a lot of times it's like, Oh my goodness, how in the world could that person possibly do that? Like, how could they not know that it's, wrong and like you said i think earlier jan that they just may be clueless i mean they may have no <laughs> idea they may honestly believe and I've, I've had situations like this where the person honestly truly believes that the way they said something or what they said was meant to help me you know or help somebody else so they really don't don't think that it's hurtful in any way and then of course you have to think about how do you process that so you know what does that mean to you like what, when you get hurt what is it about that? And I love what you said earlier, Susan, about the mirror, because that's so true. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to look at yourself and say, what is it? What is this button that's being pushed? And what is it about myself? And I think, Susan, you hit it so well when you said that a lot of times it goes back to that I'm not good enough. There's something about what that person said or something that triggered in me that tells me that there's something inside of me that's not quite good enough that I'm not happy about in myself. And so, of course, being in that space, it does keep you, you know, being angry and upset and all of that is going to keep you tied down rather than having to you know, release it and then enjoy the freedom from those past hurts. And one of the other things to do is to, to talk to, you know, either talk to the person or talk to, to somebody else and really release it that way as well. There's a number of different things you can do to help to move through um, that, that process, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get to them. But one of the other things that I was thinking about as you were talking is um, a quote from, I think it's from Buddha, that says that holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting Mm. the other person to die. And that goes back to what you both were saying about the fact that it's really for us. It, you know, it it helps the forgiver more than the forgiven. And so it's so important to really think about that when you're doing this. It's not about the other person. It's not whether they deserve to be forgiven. It's really about how are we allowing this to affect us? And then how are we and allow it to affect us in the future because if we don't deal with it it's going to come up whether we think so or not it will come up in different situations and something's going to trigger that that moment or those those things that we haven't resolved so there's so many different reasons why you know it's so important to be able to understand what this is and even understand what it is for you personally because everyone has a different view of forgiveness what you might think is forgiveness might be different from somebody else and so it's really important 
realize that it's you that you're working on. You have to work on this process for yourself and define it for yourself and figure out what's going to work best and serve you. Uh, you've, you've, that uh, that's so really great. beautiful. Yeah, it's really wonderful what you said. And, you know, it's funny. I, I wrote this down like maybe a minute or two before you even said it. It was like that forgiveness does not equal trust. They are not the same thing. And it's a choice that we make, you know, when we've forgiven, which is we've, we're letting go of this negative energy. And as you've said, for, we usually when we when we have to forgive or we when forgiveness is on the table as a choice um it's usually because we're holding on to you know there's anger or hurt generally that that's happened and it's so we're holding on to it and that 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 quote from buddha really says it all um you know holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die it <laughs> says it you know and what we we learn at at ipec anyway is about energy and that the lower energy levels, the catabolic energy, whether you're a victim or you're the angry person, you're the person that is causing harm, um, is that when we are, and especially when we're in victim energy, we're, we're, we're either angry or we're because someone's harmed us uh, or we're, we're hurt, we're holding on to that and it's harming us so that we need to let go of that in order, you know, because we're not hurting the other person, the person that's getting hurt and continuing to get hurt and continuing this cycle of what needs to be forgiven in the first place, we're actually continuing it ourselves by not forgiving, forgiving being just letting go. But again, it doesn't mean that we trust the person that has created the action that needs to be forgiven but we are letting that go so that we are letting ourselves feel better. And then we have a choice to make as to whether we choose to, to continue a relationship with that person. And um, I'm sorry, Susan, you were about to say something. Uh, no, Jen, I was just going to tag on um, to what you said and, and that quote. And I was um, laughing because isn't it true and especially if the person is clueless, we are holding on and drinking the poison, hoping they'll die. And they're not even, they don't even know we're drinking poison. They don't even get it at all. So it's such a silly thing to want. You know, when you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, no kidding. They don't even get it. That's why they keep doing it. We're not going to forgive them for it, but they're not ever going to change. So how does that work? You know, Absolutely. I, about it. I thought that was a really good tie in. And you know when when it was in there about trust. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jan. No, I was just going to say, um, and I'd love to get back to that. I was going to say though, you know, so often the person we need to forgive is ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's you mm-hmm. know that's a, a more complicated issue because sometimes we have such a hard time. You know, we can forgive someone else. But, you know, we may say, oh, my God, how did I say that? Or I didn't mean to do that or whatever. And some, sometimes it's huge, you know. Um, there can be some extreme things that happen that maybe we, you know, I, I don't even want to get necessarily get into What if there's a car accident, somebody gets hurt? Or, you know, there's so many things, but there are times when we are the person that we need, you know, we have to forgive ourselves. And that can be incredibly challenging, um, to forgive ourselves because 
we, we know we have no power over whether someone else forgives us other than to um, ask for forgiveness, acknowledge that we, you know, that we did something that is not in alignment with our values or that we were not aware or whatever. You know, we can ask for forgiveness and acknowledge that we felt that we did something uh, that we see now is that we feel is wrong. Um, that's maybe a judgment, but we can ask for forgiveness, but forgiving ourselves. Um, I'm curious as to, you know, what you might have to say about that, Susan. And I think it's key to everything because usually when something hap- uh, something bad, there are some horrific things that can occur. Some of them you were describing, Jan. And in the case of, of people being injured and things, sometimes the, per- the other person puts blame on themselves. <clears throat> and it's not their fault, but they'll blame themselves. So I think a lot of what happens with forgiveness is to quit playing the blame game. Quit blaming yourself for not knowing everything. You know, quit blaming yourself for being human. You were human. And and know that when you look at the big scorecard overall, for the most part, you probably have more good happening than bad. Mm. But when you look at the amount of time you spend ruminating about what's mm. going on, it is amazing that it switches that little 80-20 rule. So we have 80% good, 20%. Well, I wish I could change a few things. And we spend the most time ruminating on the 20% instead of the 80. What if you flipped that and instead focused on the good and went from that area of yourself to help you know that your intentions were good? And even if there are times when you have some few missteps where, you know what, your intention was to be hurtful, it happens. We get angry, we get hurt, and then it's very quick. You can hurt somebody with your words right back, pop, pop. Think about, I think about um, husband and wives or um, the spouses together and and relationship partners. Oh, it's so easy. Well, it's like, and and the intent is well. If you said that to me, you know, it's tit for tat. That's intentional, but the real intent behind it is the biggest thing is. The real feeling for the person is probably love. You want mm. They said something that made you feel you weren't loved. You said something to them that made them feel they weren't loved. And, and you know, that's where it happens. So instead, flip it. I'm trying to be loving, and I didn't, and I wasn't. You know, in that moment, I wasn't loving. But how, how many more times in the day am I loving? Um, so that you can actually give a priority to things. Because sometimes we worry and hold on to the smallest things we've done that other people have completely forgotten. Listen, they've forgotten them, forgiven them. It's not even on their radar, and we are holding on to it and thinking about it constantly, and they've already let it go. Mm. And when you bring it up to them, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, that happened three years ago. <laughs> you know, you're like, I know, but it took me three years to, to talk to you about it. Um, it's just getting to that place. So I think part of the the difficulty with, forgiving yourself is you have to remember that you're just a human. You're just a human and you're trying and you aren't going to be perfect and you're not going to get everything right. And so when you don't get it right, it's like, yep, this is one of those times I didn't get it right. And then you can take whatever steps you want to do to make it right. But just remember, you're going to have missteps. So if the intent, if your intent wasn't to be hurtful and it came across that way, 
forgive yourself for that. You didn't mean it. You can go and say, I'm so sorry, because if you are, you really are. And now you've given the ball to the other person. It's up to them what they want to do with that at that point. Um, if your intent really was to be hurtful, then that gives you a great opportunity, right, to stop and say, okay, what am I going to do with this now? Because I deliberately said that to be mean. Mm. I love that. I love what you said there about, first of all, you were talking about sometimes we react rather rather than take a, take a, a beat and, you know, uh, act out of choice. Um, so uh, that's, of course, a great, a great rule of thumb for how to stay, how how to move forward and stay in the moment. But you you brought up two things that were really important about forgiving ourselves, and it's self acceptance and self compassion. And you know, working at both of those things is really helpful in forgiving ourselves. So I have one more quick question um, for you, Sharissa, and it's about. Um, our ability to heal and release negative energy. And so how we know that we've truly forgiven, how do we know that, um, that we, you know, we've made a conscious choice, decision to forgive, but how do we connect our heart with our head in this process, Sharissa? Oh, that's a great question, Jen. Because I think, you know, one of the things we had talked about earlier was the fact that we can sometimes intellectually or logically think that we've forgiven and mm-hmm. moving on just because, you know, oh, yeah, I don't really think, you know, consciously think about that as much anymore. So, yes, I'm good and I'm, I'm moving on. But then these things keep creeping up. So one of the things that can be a clue to you that you haven't truly forgiven is really think about or observe the the feelings and the emotions that come up when you think about that particular moment in time. So for example, it could be whether, you know, it could be that you need to forgive somebody else or maybe you forgive, forgive yourself for something that happened. Maybe it was a decision you made, something somebody else said. But if you're questioning whether or not you've truly been able to work through that, think about that situation and then see what emotions are coming up for you. If you still feel kind of like a knot in your stomach and you're like, oh, you know, that it still is not sitting well with me, then that might be your first clue that, wait a second, maybe there's something that I need to work through and release. Or when you think about that person, if immediately the emotion that comes up is, oh, you know, I just I don't want to deal with that person, I don't want to think about that person, then maybe it's time to reassess and start thinking about, okay, what is going on here? I thought that I was okay with it, but every time this pops up, I don't feel okay. Like it just it doesn't feel right. And then, of course, the second thing to do is, with your internal dialogue, just, and it, that's exactly what I was just talking about. Like, what is it that comes up? Not just your feelings and emotions, but what are you telling yourself? What are you playing, replaying in your mind about that situation? Are you really being self-critical? Are you saying, oh, I can't believe I was so stupid when I, you know, I did that. And then, or are you putting the blame on somebody else or, you know, saying, how could they possibly think that that was right? That is just the, the worst thing that, that could have been said. And I just, I can't believe that somebody would even say that so um, you know going back to what you ladies were saying earlier about the fact that they don't they don't deserve to be forgiven like are you still replaying those tapes so those are things that will give you a clue as to whether or not you have you know you've truly forgiven um, and then the other thing is also it, I think a, a big part of this is going back to your belief so your beliefs around those things that you might find difficult to move past like you constantly re- do that re- replay and regret loop in your mind <laughs> you know and a lot of times we do this for ourselves where it's like there's certain things that we hold on to and we totally just self-criticize and, and all of those things so if you find yourself 
doing that, maybe uh, one of the things that have, I know it has helped me personally is the belief that everything happens for a reason. And in the big scheme of things, it's all happening for my good, even as, as horrible as the situation could be, or maybe I caused something that was just really, really bad in my eyes. And if I you know, find like it, that it's difficult to, to move past that, I always think about that in terms of, okay, so what is, even if it was a bad situation, what is great about this? What can I learn from it? Maybe what's not perfect about this yet? And you know, how can I really believe that everything really does happen for a reason? And I've, I can point to a lot of different things like in my own life where I could look at, back at something as, you know, as long ago as like 10 or more years. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, if, that didn't, if I didn't mess that up, then some other opportunity wouldn't have <laughs> come out of that. So, you know, it's just, it's a matter of kind of framing that and really thinking about what do you believe about that situation? Do you believe that you have to be perfect all the time? And like Susan said, you know, we're all human. So that's like a really unrealistic expectation of yourself. Or do you have a different belief that's going to really empower you and help you move through into that forgiveness space? So for example, you know, everything happens for a reason. There's always some good that can come up out of even the most horrific situation, like you were talking about with the, the young man that murdered the, um, her, you know, the lady's son, or I, think, I don't know if it was a car accident, whatever it was. But in that, in that case, I mean, that is really a, a, just a horrible situation to be in. But looking at that, and now, of course, so, so much good has come out of it. Not, that, not to say that, you know, that event had to have happened for all of that to, ha- to unfold, but just looking at, back at it now, you can see that they, those two have impacted, you know, literally millions of lives around the world as a result of their story and their ability to move into that space of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So you just never know how those little times or incidences or whatever it is in your life is going to really tie into the bigger picture and help you, in the, you know, at the end of the day. Wow, absolutely. I love what you said. And it's it's really about, um, you know, also looking for the, le- as you're mentioning, looking for the lesson in, mm-hmm. um, you know, in everything that happens. So, you know, we're, I, I cannot believe the time has gone by so quickly. It's been such a wonderful and informative show today. As always, we're about out of time, so I'd like to thank my very talented co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian and Susan Gonzalez for their insightful participation in today's show. And I'd just like to remind our listeners that the concept of true forgiveness is a clearing out of negative emotional clutter, which can be blocking our positive energy, keeping us stuck in resentment, and preventing us from fully being the loving person we're meant to be. Forgiveness doesn't make the past right. It doesn't undo. It's a letting go in order to empower the forgiver to move on in her or his own life with love, strength, vulnerability, and an open heart. I'm Jan Jaffe of Forward to Success, and it has been my privilege to have been your host today. I would like to offer our listeners a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session. For more information, please feel free to email me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at forwardtosuccess.com. I also want to remind our listeners that you're invited to share any comments or feedback on our website, www.lifecoachradionetworks.com. I also have my own solo interview show, Your Best Life, 
usually on the second Wednesday of every month at 12 noon Eastern on this, the Life Coach Radio Network. Sharissa, do you have any closing thoughts and contact information you'd like to share? Sure. Thanks, Jen. So, of course, I have a quote. (laughs) This one, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where it comes from, but I, I really like it. And it says that forgiveness doesn't excuse the behavior. Forgiveness prevents the behavior from destroying your heart. So oh. I think that uh, that that sums up for me at least uh, nicely what we what we've been talking about. And then if anyone would like to get in touch with me, feel free to visit my website. It's sharissasebastian.com, and my email address is info i n f o at sharissasebastian.com. I'd also love for you to follow me on social media and connect with me that way. And all my social media links can be found on my website. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Sharissa. Thank you so much. And Susan, how about you? Um, Yes, I just want to say to our listeners that uh, give yourself the time and space so that when you're feeling that um, you want to forgive but it's hard for you to forget, you can clear out some of the clutter that's getting in your way so that you can actually make the choice and, and have it happen the way you want. And you can do it. Um, and if you need a life coach to help you, Life Coach Radio Network has tons of us uh, available. So don't forget <laughs> that we're there as a helping industry as well um, to help you get what you want to happen to happen in your life. You can find out more about me on my website, makeityourmark.com. And my upcoming live Make It Your Mark Experiential Weekend will be April 16th and 17th. Again, all the information is there. Um, and about my book, Make It Your Mark. So feel free to go to my website and learn more about me. And as Sharissa said, you know, social media is the thing. Please like us on social media, and you can find all of my links on my website too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Susan, and thank you both, ladies. And I want to remind our listeners that for all of the hosts, contact and bio information is listed in the show description. Now, we have some upcoming shows on this, the Life Coach Radio Network, January 17th at 9 p.m., Mark My Words with Certified Life and Business Coach Mark Shaw. On January 20th at 12 p.m., How to Prevent Biases from Sabotaging Your Success. And on our sister network, the Life Coach Chat Channel, January 14th at 1 p.m., Reclaim Your Health with Dr. Rachel Haviland and Genevieve Cohen. On January 15th at 1 p.m., Living Young, Healthy, and Mindfully with Coach Suzanne Taylor. Huge thanks again to my two wonderful co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian and Susan Gonzalez for joining me today and making this show a special one. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.